Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. 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 Wow. That was like the Twilight Zone. Like an endless repeating loop of my voice. I had a dream about that the other night. Like I could not get my own voice out of my head. Anyways, I apologize for that. <laughs> Let's start over. Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host Viz from Walking Dead Now. Want to welcome everyone to tonight's broadcast. I hope everyone is doing well. Uh, Saz is going to be handling the text chats as well as Marie on Instagram. And I'll be talking to you guys live on the air. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope everyone enjoyed our interviews from the last two nights. They were very fascinating and interesting. We had both um, Amy from season one of The Walking Dead. And yesterday we had a rot. Elizabeth Faith Ludlow. Fascinating talks, fascinating chats. Uh, more guests to be announced in a little bit. Uh, but of course, guys, we are going to get started with the news that was dropped uh, yesterday and how, uh, well, I have a few things to say about that, okay? Now, uh, by now, like I said, we all heard the news that was released yesterday in regards to the future of the Walking Dead universe. Uh, the news that we received yesterday falls directly in line with what I have been saying on this show for a very long time in regards to the future of the Walking Dead franchise. The problem is a majority of the people, instead of actually reading the AMC press release, they read the news from bloggers and media outlets who, of course, put their own spin on it, put uh, some scary-ass titles to get you to click and read their article as opposed to the dozens and dozens of articles I would written on this subject yesterday. So today, no spin, uh, just the pure facts. And hopefully everyone here is uh, listening and we're gonna go through uh, exactly what the press release says and how it relates to the future of the Walking Dead uh, franchise. Uh, the news that we got yesterday is great. It's amazing news that we received yesterday uh, to the future of this franchise. Uh, and before I proceed any further, I'm going to read uh, the majority important parts from the actual official press release itself, not writers uh, holding it back and just giving you their version and little small snippets taken out of context in regards to the press release. So here it is. Okay, guys. AMC announced today, this is yesterday, that its groundbreaking series, The Walking Dead, which made history as the highest rated series in the history of cable television and has given life to a vibrant and expanding content universe uh, will end with an expanded two-year 11th season that will span 24 episodes. With the previously announced six extra season 10 episodes scheduled for early next year, there are a total of 30 remaining episodes of the flagship series that will run straight through till the end of 2022, well over uh, two years from now. As the Walking Dead universe continues to expand, the original series will be followed by an already green-lit green spinoff focused on the popular Daryl Dixon and Karen, uh, Carol Peltier, both played by Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride. Uh, Daryl and Carol, the characters. 
Uh, that will premiere in 2023 and be run by the current Walking Dead showrunner, Angela Kang, who co-created the series with Scott M. Gimple, chief content officer of the Walking Dead universe. AMC is also working with Gimple to develop a new Tales of the Walking Dead series, an episodic anthology with individual episodes or arcs of episodes focused on new or existing characters, backstories, or other standalone experiences. The company working closely with Gimple is also developing a number of other new and innovative projects grounded in the Walking Dead universe. It's been 10 years uh, gone by. What lies ahead are two more to come and stories and stories to tell well beyond that, said Gimple. What's clear is that this show has been about the living, made by a passionate cast, team of writers slash producers, producers and crew bringing to life the vision put forth by Robert Kirkman in his brilliant comic. And supported by the best fans in the world, we have a lot of thrilling story left to tell in The Walking Dead. And then this end will be a beginning of more Walking Dead. Brand new stories and characters, familiar faces and places, new voices and new mythologies. This will be a grand finale that will lead to new premieres. Evolution is upon us. The Walking Dead lives. The series has also given life to a vibrant and expanding content universe that currently includes Talking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, returning for its sixth season on October 11th, The Walking Dead World Beyond, a new series about the first generation raised in the apocalypse, debuting October 4th, a feature film being produced by Universal and Skybound alongside AMC focused on the Rick Grimes character, a new spinoff planned for 2023 focused on the popular Daryl and Carol characters, and the new Tales of the Walking Dead episodic anthology series. In addition to the AMC Linear Network and own platforms like AMC Plus and AMC's digital platforms, the Walking Dead universe content have migrated to become focal points of an expanding array of ad-supported video-on-demand platforms, streaming services, in addition to robust international distribution. So there you guys have it, okay? No twists, no spin, the official word from AMC, Skybound, Gimple, Kang on The Walking Dead. Now, I have my own points to make, okay? Because, like I said, people read a lot of spin on this and it has left a lot of people confused as opposed to going to the source of the information. Uh, fans who read articles just picked out particular keywords, like The Walking Dead is ending after season 11, and then, of course, the spin comes into play. Now, here are the facts, again, with no spin whatsoever. The Walking Dead original title show, just like every other hugely successful show, the original title is coming to an end. It is not being canceled. Uh, some of you might ask, what's the difference? And in fact, there are members of my own team who refuse to uh, see that there is a difference between coming to an end and being canceled, okay? And there is a huge difference. Canceled refers to a production crew 
that has intentions for a show to continue, but the network cancels it from its existing lineup. Ending is a way that both production and network come together to finish a particular storyline. The mere fact that the original The Walking Dead would have gone on for a total of 12 years by the time 2022 comes around is amazing in itself when you compare it to another very popular show such as Game of Thrones, uh, which only lasted eight seasons, and the final two seasons were reduced in the number of episodes that we got. This is not the first time AMC has extended a final season over the course of two years. There's a precedent that has been set by AMC in regards to doing business this way in the past. They did the same thing with Breaking Bad. Uh, Breaking Bad has five official seasons, but lasted six years. The last season of Breaking Bad was divided up over two years. Not including the season finale that we're getting on October 4th, starting in early 2021 through the end of 2022, we are getting a total of 30 brand new The Walking Dead episodes. Now, two full seasons worth of the show is 32 episodes. We're getting 30. So, and that does not, that uh, does include the extra six episodes that we're getting in early 2021, which are going to be sandwiched between seasons 10 and 11. Now, you might ask yourself, well, if this is, if the final episode of the original title, The Walking Dead, is still two years away, why announce it now? And it's very simple, guys. It's marketing, okay? It's marketing. I see someone calling. I'm not taking phone calls quite yet. Uh, it all comes down to marketing. The, this show, at its peak, had around 40 million viewers per week. And uh, even though a lot of them have stopped watching the show, there are quite a few of them who are going to start tuning back in uh, to see how they wrap up the original storyline now that there is an end date in place. At the end of the day, it comes down to money, marketing, and viewership. Uh, there will be viewers that do come back to the show, and they will be coming back to the show that has been absolutely amazing this past season, season 10, and a lot of them are going to stay because they are going to see on how the show has really evolved from when they left, whether it was season six, seven, eight, nine, doesn't matter. The current season of The Walking Dead, season 10, is phenomenal. The way they've incorporated the storyline of The Whisperers is absolutely amazing. And once those viewers start tuning back in, there are going to be a lot of people who are going to be binge-watching uh, the episodes that they have missed. That's why it was announced over two years before the last episode is scheduled to air of the original title. Now, let's talk about the really exciting parts of this announcement. The Walking Dead universe, as I've mentioned in prior episodes, is expanding. Uh, no secret, no big surprise, they just made it official. And it's expanding with characters that we already know, okay? So, that we know and love. So, let me ask you this question. Uh, the Walking Dead original title is ending uh, at the end of 2022. And a brand new show starring Daryl and Carol... And I guarantee you there are going to be a lot more characters crossing over into that one. But for now, it's just officially Daryl and Carol. And it's going to be called Something the Walking Dead. Okay? It will be. Does it really matter 
that it's not the original title of The Walking Dead. We're still going to have the same characters, okay? Uh, they're not going to be playing new roles. We're not getting uh, a totally different uh, cast. We're going to be getting new cast members added to the show, which is great. But the characters that we love and know now are continuing on in the Walking Dead universe. So, you know, I hope the picture is starting to become clear of uh, what I'm talking about. Uh, so, this opens up a limitless amount of options that I am personally very excited about as where they're going to take their story in regards to Daryl, Carol, and God knows, and there's going to be quite a few more that are going to cross over into whether it's the Daryl and Carol um, spinoff. There has been serious talk of Glenn coming back as a flashback to see what his life or what he was doing when the apocalypse broke out to the point where he meets up with the group. Uh, and, you know, and then let's not forget the Rick Grimes movies. Uh, we're getting three of them. We're getting three full-featured Rick Grimes movies. Uh, that is happening. There's no doubt about that. The only thing in question is whether it's going to be released on TV, AMC, or if it's going to go straight to uh, the movie theaters. I see a guy, a person calling. Again, I'm not ready to take phone calls yet. So, guys, please hang on. Uh, and also, we're getting a new anthology series. It's going to be, uh, if for those of you who don't know, when they say the word anthology, it means that every episode is going to be a story within itself, okay? Just like, uh, to give you an example, American Horror Story. I don't know how many fans of American Horror Story we have out there. You guys know that every season is its own story. And then the same, well, the majority of the same cast goes on into the next season playing completely new characters. An epithotic episodic anthology is where every episode in itself is going to be its own contained story okay uh and then let's see what else do i have uh in october we are getting world beyond uh the limited two season uh series and then fear the walking dead is also going to continue as well so <clears throat> Yesterday's news is fantastic for all of us who are Walking Dead fans. Uh, there's no other way to put it. And remember the point I made. Just because the title, The Walking Dead, comes to an end, and a new title, The Walking Dead, Daryl and Carol go off into the sunset, whatever the hell they call it, does it matter? Their story core characters are going to continue on okay so there you guys have it no spin the exact release that was released from amc i hope that clears up any kind of confusion i don't have any reason to put a spin on this i'm not looking for clicks i did not advertise tonight's episode on any one of my social medias saying guys you got to come watch tonight's episode because i am going to break down the news i didn't make a single mention of what i was going to talk about tonight so i have nothing to gain uh by putting any kind of spin on the news whatsoever so there you guys have it and moving on to some more exciting news in regards to our show here, Dead Talk Live, uh, we have some upcoming guest announcements to make. Uh, Dante, played by Juan Javier Cardenas. We do have a confirmed date for Dante uh, with Juan. He is going to be joining us September 22nd. So mark your calendar, guys. Uh, Tuesday, September 22nd, Juan Javier Cardenas 
who played Alpha Spy in Alexandria, Dante, the person who took out Sadiq, is going to be joining us here live on Dead Talk Live. We are really stoked about that. And a brand new guest announcement as well, Jason Warner-Smith, who played Negan's Lieutenant Gavin, uh, is going to be joining us on Tuesday, September 15th, one week before Dante by Juan. Uh, Gavin, for those of you who don't remember, is the savior that young Henry murdered at the kingdom right in front of Morgan and Carol. Uh, Gavin was talking to Morgan and Carol, kind of sort of like surrendering. My young Henry comes up behind him and he puts the stick right through his throat and kills him. That broke Morgan and Carol's heart, but he's going to be joining us, Jason Warner-Smith, on Tuesday, September 15th. And as always, our guest list is growing at an enormous rate. And to see all of our upcoming guests, please visit our website at deadtalklive.com and click on the upcoming guest section to see all of the guests that we have confirmed up to date. And that list is changing every single day. So there you guys have it. Let me acknowledge some of you guys in the chats. I know I normally do that in the beginning of the show. Tiffany is with us on Twitter. Mystery is joining us on Facebook. Devana is uh, with us on YouTube. Summer is joining us as well, as is Xander's. Uh, Gypsy Road is also with us on YouTube, saying you're a good man, Viz. Uh, my white boy says, why would that be a bad thing if you did, bro? You mean announce it? I just didn't feel the need that I was going to announce breaking down the news story. I just, I didn't, I didn't really want to. Uh, Singer Chick is also with us on YouTube, uh, saying growing by leaps and bounds. Love this show. Let's say hello to our Instagram people. Uh, Evelyn Elizabeth is with us. Fifty Shades is joining us. Ismail is also joining us. Jordan, Gracie, uh, Andrew Valentine, 712 is also with us. <clears throat> Starting to lose my voice. Uh, CC Wheezy says, I'm a big American Horror Story fan. So am I. I love that show. Even though the last season, 1984, I could have done without. Uh, Jordan, uh, it says my birthday is on season 10 and I'm going to a walking dead party. That sounds like a lot of fun. Standing goal is also with us. Welcome standing goal. Nikki Decca says, thank you Viz for being a part of my journey while watching the walking dead. I really appreciate you and your content. Thank you so much, Nikki. That really means a lot to me. Uh, I just want to give you guys the news uh, straight up. Uh, let's see. Devana on YouTube writes, yes, I believe he had uh, the series. will go on uh, in a couple of months. Mona is with us on Facebook. Says, can I have that shirt? <laughs> uh, you can get one yourself. Uh, it's available on Amazon. Uh, Jonathan is with us on YouTube saying I'm a big Walking Dead fan. Welcome. Uh, so guys, let's get on to today's topic. And for anybody that was trying to call earlier, if you want to call now and chime in on the news or chime in on today's topic, the number, uh, if you're inside the United States is 718-509-9270. If you're outside the U.S., uh, if you use Skype, look us up under the name Walking Dead Now. Add us to your favorites so you don't have to go looking again. And if you use Skype, it's a free Skype-to-Skype -Skype call. So anyway, let's get it started with today's topic. And today we are going to be up. Here we have a caller. Welcome. You're on Dead Talk Live with Viz. What's your name? Hello? Hello? Yeah, what's your name? My name is Jonathan. 
Hey, Jonathan, what's on your mind? Uh, is this live? Is this yeah, it live? is. It is live. It is live, yes. Really? Yep. Do you have a question or a comment? Yeah, who? Give the fuck, nigga, yo! Got cut off there. Anyway, guys, let's get back. The women in Rick Grimes' life, okay? So we're going to be talking about the women who have been involved with Rick Grimes. Now, when we think about women in Rick's life, we automatically picture Lori, Jesse, Michonne. But we're actually going to take a look at some of the other women who were involved in some way in Rick's life who played a role in his development as a character on The Walking Dead. As always, let's start from the very beginning, all the way back in season one, and let's go ahead and talk about Andrea. Now, I bet you all thought that we would start with Lori. No, uh, we're going to kick this one off with Andrea because we're also going to do a comparison on the way the comic books portrayed her relationship with Rick to how it was portrayed on the screen which could not be any more different. Now, in the TV show, Andrea and Rick meet when Glenn leads him to the department store in Atlanta, uh, just after Glenn saves Rick from being trapped inside that tank. Um, they don't get off on a good start with Andrea, uh, heatedly accusing Rick that it was his fault that the walkers were led to the store. She even pointed a gun in his face. Now, talking about making first impressions right there, not only did Andrea make a first impression on Rick, but she definitely made a first impression on us as well. Anyway, uh, Andrea goes uh, cool off when she is left alone with Rick. I believe Glenn was trying to find a way out through the sewer system. She seems to be a little bit friendlier particularly during that moment where she spots a necklace that she thought would be a perfect birthday gift for her younger sister, Amy. <clears throat> now, Rick encourages Andrea to take the necklace, and this is around the time when Rick also shows Andrea how the safety on the gun works, which is brought up again in that final scene that they have together on the show and we'll be getting to that shortly. And it's also brought up right after her sister Amy dies, Emma Bell, who was our guest two days ago. And Rick tries to approach her as Andrea is holding Amy's dead body in her hands and on the ground, basically. And everyone knew she was going to reanimate. Rick went to approach her and Andrea pulls the gun on Rick. And her words are, I know how the safety works. Uh, despite their friendly moment, Rick and Andrea never really saw eye to eye for the most part of the three seasons they were on the show together. Their friendship was uh, often rocky because they were both stubborn and Andrea believed Shane made a better leader. Uh, then there was Amy's death where Andrea once again pulls the gun, and uses that same line on him. In season three, when it's revealed Andrea is living in Woodbury and is involved with the governor, Rick gives her the cold shoulder, and it's clear that Andrea uh, is expected to make her choice, the group or the governor. All right? Although they didn't see eye to eye, Rick did still care for Andrea. Remember when she made her way back to the prison and uh, he frisks her? He treats her as a stranger. He doesn't know. And quite honestly, nobody can really blame him if she is coming in as a friend or if she's coming in as a spy for the governor. Uh, remember that he gives her a gun in case she ever needed to protect herself at Woodbury. When Andrea is dying from being bitten by Milton and the group uh, finds her, 
She pleads for Rick's gun and says, again, I know how the safety works, which is in reference and, you know, homage to that first episode where those two met. In Andrea's final moments with Rick, he makes sure that she knows she will always be one of them, a part of their family. Andrea may not have played a significant role in Rick's development while she lived, but I think her death did leave its mark because he makes the call to bring, to bring the remaining people from Woodbury back to the prison to join them. And I really do think Andrea influenced him in that way. He finally realized in the end all Andrea was trying to do, even though she was very naive uh, in regards to the governor, she was trying to bring Woodbury and the governor and Rick and the prison to live in harmony. But that was not going to fly with the governor. Now, uh, if also, if you all remember that Rick was against bringing in new people in, uh, but Again, to honor her death, he changed his mind, and he did bring the people of Woodbury back to the prison. Uh, a quote by Andrea is, I just didn't want anyone to die. I tried. Um, now, in the comic book series, Andrea and Rick's relationship is very different from the show. In the comic books, Andrea becomes a sharpshooter because of Rick mentoring her, and the two of them end up romantically involved. In fact, you could say that Rick and Michonne relationship that we see on the TV show parallels what Rick and Andrea had in the comic books together. They ran Alexandria together, uh, all the way to where Andrea's time on the show ended, and that was around the end of the Whisperer War is when Andrea died in the comic books, I believe. Uh, Carl even discovers their involvement in a very similar way in the comic books as Carl discovers Michonne and Rick's relationship on the TV show. In the comic books, he walks in on them while they're sleeping in bed, naked, and the TV show, it was G on the TV show, it was Jesus walking in on Rick and Michonne, which leads to Carl discovering the same thing when Jesus says, I'm waiting for your mom and dad to get dressed. And it's hysterical, the look on Carl's face when Jesus says the word mom. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, for all of you who have not read the comics, do you prefer the way Rick and Michonne are portrayed in a romantic relationship in the TV series, or the way that Rick, uh, Rick and Andrea are portrayed in the comic books. Now, I already know one person's answer. Summer is uh, all about Michonne, so Summer is very happy with uh, Rick and Michonne being a couple. But if any of you guys preferred uh, for it to have turned out with Rick and Andrea on the TV show, just like it did on the comic books, let me know. Let me know. Um, let's see what's going on on Instagram. Uh, Nish, Nisha is with us, waving. CC Weezy is also with us. Uh, let's see. Singer Check on YouTube writes, I really need to read the comic. Ultimate uh, Demon Wolf writes, same. Starry Guitar. Right, Sasha was a badass shooter. Sasha was the best shooter out of the whole group. Uh, she was, she was uh, good. Unlike Michonne, who I've mentioned many times before, couldn't shoot her way out of a wet paper bag. But, you know, Michonne made up for it. And it, just how badass she was with that katana. Uh, Tiffany writes, now that I look back on it, the comic. All right, so Tiffany would have liked the comic. Uh, with Andrea and Rick, Summer is calling. Hey, Summer, how you doing? Hey, Viv, what's uh, up? 
What's up? I knew you'd be calling today. We're talking about the women hey. in Rick's life. That's right. And I heard yeah. you say something about Michonne, so you know I had to call in and give Absolutely. my two on that. Uh, so let's have okay. it. All right. So now, would I rather have Michonne and Rick in the TV show or Rick and Andrea and Andrea and the um, comics? The comics. Definitely, I'd rather have Rashawn. No surprise. Yes, right. No surprise. It was such a slow burn for them. I mean, they had me at the gate. (laughs) And they didn't even have to say anything, but it was so much in that that gaze, how they were looking at each other. For me, Summer, it took me by, when they were on that couch and they kissed Uh after they met Jesus that day, I just, Uh I I was oblivious. I was oblivious to any kind of romantic feelings between those two. I was completely shocked. Yeah, I was oblivious. So many people say that, but okay, so think about that time when she comes back, like from a run, and they're at the prison, and she rising on that horse, and Rick and Carl are both so happy to see her, and she gives Carl a present, she gives him some comics. And then she gives him an electric razor when they didn't even have power. But the fact that she was thinking about him while she was on the run, you didn't see no romantic connection in that? No, you see, that's why you have such a good eye. You you, you picked up on that. For me, I'm like, okay, uh, yeah. she just got him a razor. You know, that's a, that's how, oh. uh, yeah, yeah. but you, you were on to that. You were on to that. Oh, yeah. They were building oh, yeah. up to they, that. After the prison fell and she started to go out on her own because she felt like, you know, that she just wanted to be the old person that she was and not really care about anybody. But then she thought twice about that and she goes and she uh, follows his footsteps and then she finds him in the house. And then it's like she's so thankful because she found her family. I mean, I was just like, oh, my goodness, that is love. And, you know, and I was thinking the whole time, if this doesn't happen. I am going to be so upset. And, you know, after the Jesse thing, I was like, why they do this? Because they have such a connection. And so after the Jesse thing and she wanted some toothpaste and he goes out and he finds the toothpaste and he loses it. And yeah. then he brings her back the mint. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's I the night on the couch. Me dancing. And I remember that scene that you're talking about after the prison fell where uh-huh. Carl and Rick are holed up in that house and they hear yeah. a knock on the door and Rick like sort of, you know, hops over the couch, looks out the window, sits his butt back down on the couch laughing and turns to Carl. And I believe he tells Carl it's for you. And it was it's Michonne knocking on the door. Oh, my goodness. And that was awesome. After that. After that, even like the next day, and so her and Carl was going to go out and look for supplies, and she tells tells Rick that he can rest for a little bit. And so they, and she's asking him, is this home or what? And so yeah. he was just like, you know, let's just stay here for a minute or whatever to get our thoughts together. And just the way they were just staring at each other, I was just like, this has to happen. Yeah, you, so, you see, for that's me, all I have to say. That's no, no, that's great, and and you know, uh, maybe uh, I was looking at it from a guy's point of view. I don't know, but that uh-huh. went just completely over my head, and I thought they just had such a mutual respect, which they did, and they do, uh, yeah. for one another, that he trusted her with his life, and she trusted him with uh, her life and Rick also trusted Michonne with Judith and Carl's life. It was just uh, I just did not see the romantic thing until they kissed on the couch. Okay. Okay, but after the kiss, you could see it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and especially what you just said now. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, why did she get him an electric razor? You know what I'm saying? You know? That's awesome. That's why I love you, Summer. You you have all this great insight. Oh, I love y'all too. And you know what? I love our little walking dead, our talk dead now family. And I just want to say hello to everybody, to all my booze out there. And um, I just hope you guys have a good night. All right, I'm still Sum- listening. All right, Summer. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Uh, thank you. Bye bye. All right. There you Ooh. go. 
Uh, that's some great insight, you know. I never really looked back on that time to when she did uh, get him that razor. But thinking back on it now, I'm like, you know what? That was kind of strange. Uh, so let's move on to the next character in Rick's life. And, uh, you know, Lori, uh, the wife, the original wife. Now that, uh, you know, what should have been a simple married couple relationship, Lori and Rick had one of the most complicated ones in the entire series. She is the mother of Carl, obviously, and also the mother of Judith, who is Shane's child. And Shane was Rick's best friend who tried to kill him, and Rick ultimately killed him, killed Shane instead. In the beginning, Laurie stood by her husband on all of his decisions, which gave him the confidence in making the decisions for the group. She was, you know, the woman who stood by her man. Uh, when Laurie couldn't find it in herself to continue supporting Rick after he had killed her lover Shane, that drove a wedge between them, and it also it hardened Rick as well. This is when we see the start of Rick becoming a control freak. Uh, you know, not only that, uh, I don't know how to say it, but because he felt like he didn't have uh, Laurie to pull him back, if it was like he was making all the wrong decisions. Laurie, in a way, did sort of keep, keep Rick grounded. And when that wedge developed between them... Uh, Rick's character really did make a turn. I'm not saying for the better or good, he just changed. Uh, Lori, you know, kept him balanced. I think Ra Rick wanted to have that again with Lori, but he just did not know how to get it back. And neither did she. They, did, they didn't know how to talk to each other after what had happened. His stubbornness was like uh, a fortified wall between them and he couldn't figure out how to break it down and i'm not saying Lori was completely innocent in the whole wedge between the two either she had a huge part to play in that as well now when Lori died rick lost all hope of getting that part of his life back uh we all saw it he he went crazy for a while there if you notice the hallucinations that rick was having they're all of Lori watching over him and how he desperately tries to reach out and grab uh, onto something that is now way out of his reach. Anyhow, let's get on to the next character uh, and the women of, uh, that made the biggest influences on Rick Grimes' character. And the next one on the list is Deanna. Now, Deanna's relationship with, was with Rick was more along the lines of professional, and you could even say political. They were both leaders. Rick had his group. Deanna had her community. Uh, while Rick was outwardly respectful of Deanna in the early stages of the two groups combining, he did lose his patience, and he lets his true opinions be known. Deanna was an idealist and Rick was a realist, uh, which put them at odds uh, a lot of the times, even though Deanna never really gave up on Rick. Uh, it was not Deanna that uh, had to convince, uh, had to be convinced that Rick was needed. It was more Rick needing to be convinced that Deanna was needed in his life and she ultimately he does see that and they do find a very big mutual respect for one another now the next character on our list is jesse now you just heard summer reference jesse i don't know where to put jesse in the whole thing when they first got together there was a physical attraction between them jesse was married to an abusive husband named Pete, but there was something there. There was a chemistry between the two. Uh, she was a resident of Alexandria. Her husband, like I said, was Pete. 
She was the mother of two boys, Ron and Sam. From the moment they met, you can pretty much tell that Rick and Jesse did have a mutual attraction for one another. This initial attraction develops into something that could have led to a real a huge romantic relationship for those two in the future, but we can't really call it true love because there was just not enough time for that to pan out. Uh, Jesse's time on the show, as well as Sam and Ron's, did not end up being that long. And this is how uh, Andrew Lincoln describes Rick and Jesse's relationship. His quote, she unlocks a part of him that hadn't been touched since the death of Laurie. She was hugely important in the rebuilding of Rick and his future at Alexandria. That comes directly from Andrew Lincoln. The attraction that Rick and Jesse had for one another is not lost on her husband Pete. Eventually, Pete and Rick uh, do come to blows which ultimately leads to Pete's demise. You guys remember that Pete turns up at that town meeting where they were trying to decide Rick's fate? After Rick and Pete got into that brawl, came smashing out that window, Rick started his tirade against the Alexandrians to the point where uh, Michonne had to come in and knock his ass out to shut him up. Uh, when Deanna... Uh, husband Reg has his throat cut by Pete Deanna gives the okay to Rick who uh, he kills Pete in front of everyone including his wife Jesse uh, Jesse isn't devastated uh, by this but her son Ron on the other hand is extremely bitter at Rick uh, and clearly disapproves of Rick's advances on his mom's Jesse now, all you that unfortunately, you know, Je all of you know that Jesse uh, does die before her and Rick's relationship does have a chance to blossom. Rick was faced with having to chop off her arm because she was clinging onto Carl's hand when they were swarmed by the walkers in the street and she was already being devoured. She was gone. Rick knew that there was nothing Rick could do to save her life, and he had a split second to make his decision to save his son. And that all came apart because really Sam could not keep quiet when they were walking amongst the walkers. Sadly, the sequence of events in Rick's relationship with Jesse also led to Carl uh, losing his eye. Uh, it was Ron that had the gun pointed at uh, Rick. Michonne stabs Ron to save Rick. The gun goes off and it hits Carl in the eye and Carl drops to the ground. Um, now, how do you guys feel about Jesse and Rick? Did you guys want that to happen? Uh, did you really like them as a couple? Uh, would you have liked to have seen her live? even up until his last day on the episode and maybe she goes on i personally i was upset when i gotta be honest i was upset when we lost jesse i really thought that it, her and rick were gonna really grow into something i thought that rick deserved to find some happiness again and that was just torn apart uh, that day when, uh, you know, Jesse, Sam, and Ron all died. Uh, just completely flipped everything upside down. So, uh, Devana on YouTube writes, I feel like Jesse would have brought him down. That's a good point. Uh, Summer says, don't make me call back, Viz. I'm just laying out scenarios. MLM on YouTube writes, Jesse sucked. I always wanted Rick, I wanted Rick and Michonne. Ama on Facebook is saying hello, welcome. CC Weezy is dropped in from Instagram to say hello to the YouTube peeps. Uh, Tiffany on Twitter writes, it was short. I wasn't upset. 
Uh, let's see what's going on over here. Uh, uh, let's see. Just a lot of people chatting. CC Weezy, who was on Instagram, says Jesse was nothing more than just a fling. Andrew Valentine on Instagram writes, too much baggage. You guys are right. You know, it was too much. And I agree that she probably would have dragged him down. Star Guitar Goddess writes, so glad uh, that worked out for those two. Adopting Ron and son, Sam as my sons. Yikes. Uh, now, moving on to the next women in, uh, woman in Rick's life, Maggie. Now, while Maggie didn't come into the show until season two, she's been a big part of Rick's life, and I think fans consider her a part of the original group, even though we didn't get to see her until season two. In a recent episode, we talked about character mentors and that one of those mentors was uh, Maggie's dad, Herschel, who Rick respected for his advice and who became a father figure to Rick. I think it's fair to say that Rick and Maggie had a brother-sister, big brother-little sister relationship. It wasn't long into the series for Maggie's strength to be appreciated by Rick. She became someone he could count on to confide in, to fight alongside him, and to negotiate for him because they were, you know, for the most part on the same page and trusted each other. Even though Maggie was very upset with Rick, with Rick for not killing Negan, it did not stop her from loving Rick like a brother and the same vice versa for Rick and Maggie, for Rick's feeling towards Maggie. After All Out War was over, she still supported him. Uh, she tried for as long as she could. Uh, they had been through a lot together. Uh, they had their disagreements, and that was probably the biggest one. She wanted Negan to pay for what he did. Uh, Rick was trying to honor his late son's wishes for the killing to stop, and that's why he spared Negan. Uh... Before we get to the last woman, let's just briefly touch on Jadis. Now, Jadis had an interesting relationship with Rick. There were times when Jadis really wanted to, brick, to bring Rick's ego down by setting him up with life-endangering challenges that really tested him. Overall, Rick and Jadis have little to no trust of each other. Even... When Jadis joins the community after the Savior War, she is one of the first people accused of having something to do with the disappearance of the small group of Saviors who were actually being executed by the people of Oceanside. The last scene we see of her is in the helicopter when she arranged for Rick to be saved from the bridge that he just blew up and off they went, and that's the last that we see of those two. So I guess the question is, will this bring their relationship to a whole new level now that they're thrown together and were taken away by the CRM? Uh, how is that going to play out in the movies? And for that answer, we really do have to wait for the movies. Uh, so the final woman in Rick's life that we're going to discuss is, of course, Michonne. Uh... You know, we all know how Summer feels about Michonne. I love Michonne. Uh, now, Michonne didn't start out as someone who saw eye to eye with Rick. She generally looked like someone who kept to herself and wasn't outwardly romantic. Uh, unless you have that super, like, sense that Summer did and saw really what was going on between those two on stuff that I was completely oblivious about. When you think about Michonne's personality and compare her to Lori and Jesse's personality, she doesn't fit the shoe as the type of woman who Rick would fall for. And maybe that's just one of the things that really threw me off and was really caught off guard when those two kissed on that couch that night. Michonne is not like any other woman, uh, and after a while, Rick sees... This is what makes her special uh, because she's different to the women that he had been previously involved with. 
Michonne is someone he doesn't need to protect. She's a badass and always will be, always was. A lot of the times, it's his ass that she saves. She's also loyal in every sense of the word. And most importantly, she forged a strong bond with Carl long before she and Rick decided to take their relationship to a whole other level. And to play devil's advocate here, let's say Carl and Michonne did not get along very well. Would the Rick and Michonne relationship had ever would have ever even started? That's an interesting question to ask. I think the bond Michonne had with Carl and the fact that she always had their backs no matter what sealed the deal for Rick. Uh, we really come to learn from Rick. Uh, one of the top things that he really cherishes is loyalty. Uh, you know, if you give Rick your loyalty, you are okay in his book. As for Michonne, she found Rick as someone who could trust and someone who could show her what love was again. Now, guys, remember that Michonne had a boyfriend in the past and lost him sometime early in the apocalypse when their camp was attacked by the walkers. It was later revealed that he was high on drugs with his friend and therefore Michonne blames them for the death of her son. Andrea, when the child was left, uh, sorry, Andre, well, when the child was left in their care, while I believe she was uh, out getting supplies, they were high, she left their son Andre with them, and she blames them because everybody died. Rightfully so. Uh, Rick became her first boyfriend after years had passed and her wounds had started to heal. As we all know, they also have a son together, which Rick, as far as we know, does not yet know about because he left the show. Although they did briefly mention earlier about having a baby. And I have mentioned this in the past, that when the movies do start, I really think it would be great if during the movies we see that Rick, in his long absence and presumed death, from the Alexandria community actually did come back uh, incognito to Alexandria to check up on Michonne and Judith and, uh, you know, found out that he does have a son. And if that did happen, it just further reiterates the fact that whatever situation Rick found himself in, after being picked up by that helicopter, he felt was so big and so much bigger than himself and his family that he it required him to stay where he was. And that would be with the CRM. That's all me theorizing, but I think it would be really cool to see if Rick at some point did go back to Alexandria to check up on Michonne and Judith, and he did find out that he does have a son who's named after him, RJ, who we all know stands for Rick Jr. And with that, guys, we are out of time for tonight. You guys have been awesome as always. Thank you so much for joining me. Please visit our website right up there, deadtalklive.com. See featured recent episodes, upcoming guests, submit our form, uh, some apply to become a member of our team uh just send us your input i want to thank uh everybody who uh chimed in tonight want to thank the team for their great work as always i'll be back on the air again tomorrow night same time and until then guys remember to stay walking <laughs>